Hello, my name is Danielle Nowak. I am the Access Services Librarian at the Sterling Morton Library and a member of the Chicago Open Archives Planning Committee. Today I am here with Julie Robluski. She is the Senior Archivist at the Chicago History Museum. Julie, thank you for being with us here today. My pleasure. I'm glad to be here. To start us off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So as you noted, I'm currently the Senior Archivist at the Chicago History Museum. That means I oversee all of our two-dimensional collections, from photos to film to sound and traditional manuscript materials, as well as architectural records. And then I pay some particular attention to our manuscript and architectural records. And I have a colleague who kind of focuses in on the visual materials being photograph and film. So we, we take care of everything from helping bring in materials and deciding what stays and what goes and making sure that the long-term health and integrity of the records is preserved. So you did mention that you have past experience with the Chicago Open Archives. I sure do. I have participated in it since its very beginning. Prior to coming to the Chicago History Museum, I was the Special Collections and Archives Librarian at Benedictine University, which is in the Chicago suburbs. And so we started participating when Chicago Open Archives was first launched. And I just thought it was a great experience and a great way to get the collections in front of people who maybe aren't traditional archival users or wouldn't necessarily have some of the most expected reasons to come in and do archival research. It doesn't mean that they can't enjoy your collections or get excited about some of the things that they might not have known very much about before. Generally, who was your audience during these events? Um, It's changed. Um, At Benedictine University, we focused primarily on the members of the university community, the students, staff, faculty, and other visitors to the campus, although we did make it a public event and open it up to the surrounding community. For obvious reasons, most of the people coming by tended to be members of the university community. Well, we did use a lot of university materials, and that, of course, is going to be primarily most interesting to people with a connection. We did have special collections that have sort of a a wider audience draw. And at the Chicago History Museum, we look at our audience as being really everyone, much like the museum, visitors to the museum, residents of Chicago, students, scholars. Our mission is to share Chicago's stories, and we try to focus on that with the events that we, that we do. And we look at ourselves, since we have both the large public research center and the museum, as something that really is meant to be open to a really wide swath of people. How do you feel that's had an impact on your collection or your traffic coming in and out of the museum? I think that in terms of our collection and, and trying to reach such a wide audience, it means that we try to be really conscious of collecting and showing a diverse range of stories. Museums, and particularly historical societies, can have sort of a, a bad reputation from their early inceptions in the 18 and 1900s as sort of only collecting traditional, you know, great white men, leaders of business, and captains of industry. And we certainly have records like that. And those cer- stories are certainly not not worth telling. But we also try to collect more stories of everyday Chicagoans, people of all different cultural and ethnic backgrounds, and also all the different communities that make up Chicago and the Chicago metro areas, that we're not just telling sort of the same stories over and over again. We're seeking to really expand who's represented and reflected, because really that's all part of what makes up the history of the area. 
Okay, that's awesome. Super, super interesting stuff. Do you have anything exciting coming up for this most recent open archive? We do. We do. Uh, We're hosting ours as sort of an open house style on October 16th. The museum is open until 9 o'clock that night, which makes it a little easier for people who have day jobs. And we will have special materials on display from 6 to 8 p.m. We're focusing on the dark side of Illinois history with, of course, a special emphasis on things that happened in the Chicago metro area because that's sort of where the strength of our collection lies. But certainly when there are anniversaries like bicentennials, we do all want to sort of remember the glorious things that have happened, but partly because it's fun and partly because... It's, it's worth remembering. There's a lot of crime, mayhem, shenanigans, and other things that make up the dark side of both our state and our city's past. So we are going to pull out some of those materials. And since it's an evening event, I guess we thought that might be kind of fun as sort of an after-dark theme. Uh, all still, of course, uh, reasonably family-friendly. Uh, I don't mean to uh, give the impression that we've got some kind of... A, uh, but, you know, we have collections relating to things like Haymarket, Leopold and Loeb, the Iroquois Theater Fire, and a lot of things that represent a pretty interesting range of the dark side of Illinois history and the dark side of Chicago history, uh, different aspects of that. All right, awesome. That sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. For anyone that is interested in possibly hosting their own Chicago Open Archive event, do you have any advice for them? I do. Don't be afraid to do it, and don't be afraid to keep things simple. One of the things that I've learned both at Benedictine and at the museum is that at least once in both institutions, I've done more of a a production event with a speaker or something that has just more involved. And that can be fun, but it is also a lot of work. And it isn't something that people necessarily get any more excited about than just actually seeing your collections. I think as archivists, we can get a little jaded because we're around old stuff all the time. But most people don't have the luxury of doing that. And the power of a simple open house where you have some tables set up and you bring out materials so that people can kind of get up close and personal. If you have gloves or protective sleeves so that they can even sort of look at something with some caution involved, people get really excited because for many, that's the first and only time they'll ever be that close to something that's as old or as interesting as some of the stuff that we have in our collections. And if really, if you can pull out some of those things and tell some of those stories that will resonate with people, That's a really powerful experience, and you can do that without a ton of overhead on your part or anyone else's. And while I'm at a larger institution now, at Benedictine, I was a lone arranger, so it was me and every once in a while a student worker or volunteer helping out. So it's also a very manageable thing to do if you're a a small staff organization, which I think many people are, are in that situation. So keep it simple and let the power of the objects speak for themselves and let your enthusiasm for the the stories behind those things come through and people will people will enjoy it, people will respond to it. Do you have any exciting teasers that you'd like to share with us today? Well, one thing that everyone should be aware of is that if you attend the Chicago Open Archives event at the Chicago History Museum, we are offering a special deal that if you bring the printout of the page from the Chicago Open Archives website and show that to the front desk staff at the museum, you will get a ticket for one free drink, that which can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic, depending on who you are and uh, your legal drinking age and preferences. I personally look forward to that, and I'm sure many others will as well. Great. We hope we'll see a lot of people there having fun, enjoying history, and uh, relaxing a little bit. 
Julie, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Chicago Area Archivist COA podcast. We would like to thank Chicago Area Archivists, Chicago Open Archives Planning Committee, Engineer Allison Shine Holmes, and WFMT for their time and effort.